Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk about <sighs> fiscal He's compliance so in the new year. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this special Super Bowl episode of DIY Narrator. Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday, but more importantly, it was Groundhog's Day, and the Groundhog said early spring, and I celebrated that by shoveling my driveway. Seriously, it snowed all day, it was cold, and we're supposed to get like 8 inches by the end of today. Pretty excited about that. Thank you, Groundhog. Appreciate it. Back to the point at hand. Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday, full of amazing and horrible commercials. And I know DIY narrators typically focused on delivering e-learning narration, but the thing is, there's a lot to learn from commercial delivery. And there was one commercial in particular that I want to bring up and talk about, and I'm going to play for you, and then I'm going to break it down. It was a nice short one. It was a 15, yeah, it was a 15-second commercial. And as I was walking the dog this morning, I was like, that commercial was good, but the delivery was not great. And there's a reason it wasn't great. It didn't need to be great. But the commercial was interesting because I'm walking the dog, and I'm like, it was some sort of volunteer commercial. I don't know what it was. And it turns out it was actually Verizon, and... uh they did a great job of building their brand by not marketing so much. And uh, we'll play it and we'll talk, about, uh, we'll talk about the intent of the commercial and the delivery by one Eli Manning, who you may know as the less funny and slightly less successful brother of Peyton Manning. And I really should title this episode, I'm going to title this episode with apologies to Eli Manning. But I want to be clear, I'm not doing this to be mean and pick on Eli Manning. Although, who cares if some random dude in Montana is picking on Eli Manning? Well, the internet probably would care. But Eli Manning is greatly successful. And uh, he's actually pretty funny. Not as funny as Peyton. He's pretty funny. And I'm not doing this just because I grew up a Cowboys fan. Eli Manning, on more than one occasion, has ruined our nights. So, that's... Okay, maybe that's part of it, too. But here's the deal. The delivery, though I said didn't need to be awesome, it could have been a lot better. And it could have made the commercial connect and hit and land so much better than it did. And uh, let us I'll play it for you real quick. And then I'll talk about the things that kind of drive me nuts in this commercial and why I think, where I think it could have been much better. For me, Eli Manning, that was my last football season. For you, your last Sunday with your football family for 30 long weeks. Or was it? What if we all huddled for one more Sunday? Not as fans, but as volunteers to give back to the communities we live in. All right, first correction. That was a 30-second spot. There was only 20 seconds of voice in it, though, and then a lot of, you know, weird ambient noise. Cool cool spot. I love the idea of Verizon and the NFL getting together and going, hey people, pledge your time on Sunday. You're already spending three to nine hours a day on Sunday doing you know, couch sitting and yelling at your TV. Why not go out and volunteer? Cool idea. And that's something I could really get behind. In fact, I should mention, if you want to check it out, go to giveonemoresunday.com and you can see what Verizon and the NFL are doing with that. <laughs> so hopefully that helps me fight back against the uh, cease and desist letter I expect to get in the next couple of weeks. 
because not only did I just steal audio from a Verizon and NFL commercial, I've used the word Super Bowl and it's probably going to end up in the title, and apparently all those are no-nos, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, first thing that I hear throughout this entire, entire read from Eli Manning is that it is a read. It's not his own words. He's not connected with the copy. He doesn't really, the, the intent of the spot isn't coming through. Even if you listen to just the first line where he's like, I'm Eli Manning, I'm pretty sure the director was like, hey, Eli, great first take. Love the first take. Um, let's go ahead and uh, when, you, when you say that first line, I'm Eli Manning, um, remember that you are, in fact, Eli Manning, and then maybe it'll sound like you believe it. So let's hear it again. And actually, listen closely because he eats up the, the word Manning which is really funny. I think he kind of like slams the N and G together and it sounds a little, little like, it, like he forgets to say the whole word. For me, Eli Manning, that was my last football season. Yeah, so he drops that G at the end. Sounds like Eli Manny. And yeah, it's not a big deal. Obviously, it made it to the final cut. I don't know how many takes they did. Who knows what Eli's time is worth and he might have only had time to do one take of a 20-second spot, or maybe he just gave him three or four reads. Maybe there was no director live. Who knows? But he did drop that G, and that's interesting. Not like it really matters, though, because like I said in previous episodes, your diction, your pronunciation, your pronunciation, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can drop the Gs, and although you don't really shorten Manning, you know, like you would, like, bringing, I'm, I'm bringing salad to the Super Bowl party, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is Eli, Eli and Peyton Manning. It's, that's not quite right. You got to give people people's names the respect they deserve. Now to refresh our memories and our ears, let's listen to the next bit of the spot. That was my last football season. All right, I wanted to play that part because I had a joke here, just because I had the joke. And I'm telling you I have the joke ahead of time, and so it's not really going to be funny anymore. But if you listen, he's like, and that was my last football season. And he's acting, it sounds like he's trying to sound sad about it and like this and, but I don't really believe him. I feel like he's going to pull a Brett Favre. That was, that was the joke. Did you laugh? I hope so. Let's listen to the rest of the spot and we'll see what else comes up. For you, your last Sunday with your football family for 30 long weeks. Or was it? What if we all huddled for one more Sunday? That first line, he hits all the right things and he drags it out right. It just doesn't feel connected. He's not, he's not tapping into the fact that big football fans hate the fact that the season ends in February and it doesn't start preseason's what, like the middle of August or something, and there's nothing in there. There's, there's no baseball. There's no NBA Finals. There's no March Madness. There's no Stanley Cup. There's nothing that happens between now and football season. We all know this. There's no Olympics this summer. The thing is, to the kind of people he's talking to with a football family and stuff like that, that is how they feel. And he's, he's, he drags 30 long weeks out, but he's not really connected with the intent of like, oh, 30 long weeks. And it doesn't have to be overacted like that just was. But I just don't hear it. I do like the next thing where he's like, uh, or is it? You know, that actually sounds like he's like, wait a minute, there's an option here. And then this line comes. Or was it? What if we all huddled for one more Sunday? And the way he says this line sounds way too much like his opening line, I'm Eli Manning. 
And that was the end of my career in football. I don't remember what that line was. That was like five minutes ago. The thing is, he's not really connected to what this line means. What if we all huddled for one more Sunday? Like, what if our time together didn't have to end? What if we could use it to do something special, help the community? What if we could use it to help these causes? There's so much behind those 10 words, yet he delivers them just like the opening lines. And I just feel like it completely falls flat and there's nothing connected to the meaning of the spot because the whole spot lives in these 10 words. The thing is, though, the rest of the words, you get past these 10 words, you hear huddle for Sunday and you're like, you connect the football pun and then you're kind of okay with that. And then you hear the last bit of the spot. So I'll play from there. What if we all huddled for one more Sunday, not as fans, but as volunteers to give back to the communities we live in? Two things. He garbles communities, which I just hear it. I had to bring it up. The other thing I hear uh, is he hits live in as opposed to give back. And I feel like what we need to be, what he needs to be emphasizing here is that we're giving back to the communities we live in. Not that we're giving back to the communities we live in. The reason I bring that up is because it changes the intent of the sentence. When you say we give back to the communities we live in, that's saying you can't give back to a community that is nearby that maybe you know is underserved or underprivileged and could use your help. You have to give back to the communities you live in, as opposed to how about we give back to the communities we live in, which puts all the emphasis on give back as opposed to communities we live in. And maybe I'm going way too deep on this, and I probably am, but as I start breaking it down and thinking more about it, this is, this is what it means to understand the intent behind the words in the script when you deliver them. And it means something in e-learning too. Because I just need you to remember that there are times when you emphasize words in a sentence that change the entire meaning of the sentence or the way it could be interpreted. And the way you get around that and the way you don't sound like someone who is reading a script is by understanding the intent of the words that you're saying. Each sentence needs to be in a script for a reason. If you can't pick a sentence in your e-learning script or your commercial script or whatever and go, this sentence is in this script for this reason, then you just delete that sentence. If you can't say it's in there for a reason, whether it bridges an idea, whether it connects back to a previous topic, whether it reinforces something, it has to be there for a reason. And then you understand that reason, which is its intent, and everything else falls into place. Your delivery falls into place. The performance falls into place. The only thing that doesn't fall into place is your audio quality and maybe the fact that, you know, he garbled the word communities, which I do that. I garble words all the time. I would just feel like they would have caught a couple of those. Those are, that's a weird thing. It doesn't usually bother me, but for some reason in a Super Bowl ad where someone's spending $7 million to run this ad and who knows what Eli got paid, probably more than I got paid in the last quarter of last year. They missed it. <laughs> they missed the garble on Manning and they missed the garble on communities. And that's, that's just, it gets a little perplexing for me. Ah. All right, I'm wrapping it up. This is about six minutes longer than I expected. I expect this to be a five minute breakdown. We're at 11 and a half right now. Thank you for listening. Head over to DIYNarrator.com for anything else and send me an email at host at DIYNarrator.com if you have any uh, input on this or if you want to just tell me that I'm really mean to Eli Manning. With apologies to Eli Manning, I, 
I heard the spot and it's not that I wanted to pick on him or anything. I just wanted to kind of break it down from what I was hearing and let you in on what was going on in my head when I heard this spot the first time. And then we went way deeper than that after I've listened to it maybe two dozen times now. So thanks for hanging out with me. Have a nice warm early spring. Yeah, right. <laughs>